1: Cleveland, we're finally there. The bye week is over, and I'm here with Ian. Right, right, right. Jack is on a plane to the game. Unlike me, he's making no effort to come on the podcast. But anyway, Ian, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it was a long bye week. You know, we're in the middle of doing our shows with Jack. Uh, we can pull 10 minutes of his time to do our positional groups. There's no doubt about that. But for the most part, we're back to playing Browns football. We're back to practicing. You know, certain players are back to practice and we got a pretty formidable opponent coming in. Or We're actually, a, we are going to a pretty formidable opponent in Miami, Florida this weekend, of which several of our lads are going to be there at the game to watch that live.
1: Yes, yeah, so a big shout out to Jack and Jack.
0: Jack and Jackson, as we call them, just so we don't have to confuse them.
1: Uh Larry's out there. Uh, Pumpkinhead's going there. John Walsh is going out there. If I've missed you, Regular listeners, let us know. I'll make sure we get you mes- mentioned in the post show. But the Dolphins are six and three, right?
0: Yes, they are a uh, they're a pretty good team. It's it's odd because I think they have not lost a game, quote unquote, that Tua has played the whole game, so to say. Because obviously he, they lost the Bengals game, which he got knocked out of, and a few other ones. But yeah, they're uh they were just in Chicago last weekend and I got to watch them against the Justin Fields-led Chicago Bears, and it was an offensive shootout. So if you, you like to points – go- No, no, no. I watch that on TV. Soldier Fields, one of the most horrendous stadiums to try to get to for locals. Cold, windy, walking – no. Stay at home. I'm like you, Paul. I'm just – I'm more of a fan of watching games at home.
1: It looks like an old coliseum with a uh, space rocket on the top.
0: Yes, and when we drove by it, you, I think, said that is the ugliest-looking stadium I've ever seen.
1: So the thing I know about the Dolphins, it's quite limited, but they've got a lot of weapons. Is that right?
0: That is correct. So obviously Tua Tagliavola is your quarterback, and then they have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill as your kind of speed demons on the outside. Tyreek Hill was obviously brought over from Miami via free agency. I'm sorry, from Kansas City via free agency. And Jalen Waddell was the Alabama receiver they drafted in the top, I think, six uh, a couple years ago. So, yeah, they are formidable in the passing game. And their running back is former Browns running back Raheem Mostert, whose wife, I believe, is from Cleveland. Wow. So,
1: do you know what? This is a real, like, blur in my mind. I can't remember him playing for the Browns.
0: It wasn't the longest stretch. He was, I believe he was a camp body that we brought in. He had some injury issues, which has kind of been just the story of his career but he's a guy with very good top end speed meaning once he gets going he's very fast the thing with him is is he doesn't have great vision he was out in San Francisco for a little while um you know as their primary running back but he's just he cannot get over that injury bug that's his issue but i mean this is a guy he's i think he's about 30 years old now so he's been in the league a little while and good for him kind of hey, bouncing around
1: he's 30 years old and it sums up my Browns fandom. Is yeah, you know, I started supporting the Browns properly in 2016. He was with the Browns in 2015 in December, and then we waived him. It looks like in it looks like we waived him in uh, in uh,
0: December, basically. Yeah, so 2015, you're talking about the Mike Pettin years. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, but yeah, no, I mean the Dolphins. They're a good team. I mean, there's no doubt about and, it. This uh, is-
1: The Dolphins, like what other players should we be looking out for?
0: So the main thing with the Dolphins is on offense, they are a strictly a passing team. I mean, this is not a team that's going to really kind of gouge you through the run. They went and got Jeff Wilson, another 49ers running back to kind of come in and be that that scatty type of back. They have Miles Gaskin, the guy from uh, Washington. He's the one that's kind of been replaced, so to say. Uh, Their big free agent signing in the offensive line was going to get Taron Armstead, the guy from the Saints. They brought him over to play left tackle. They got um, they got a decent crew of receivers to complement Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You know they have Trent Sherfield, who's a little bit of a speed scat guy, and then they have Cedric Wilson, who's another guy that might see some snaps. But they also have, and you remember Jack talking about him, Mike Gesicki. So Gesicki is kind of a tight end, yeah, tight end, but he's a wide out. He doesn't really line up like a David Njoku does. He flexes more out wide. He's a big boy out of Penn State. He sees targets. He's tough in the red zone. So if you're talking about red zone defenses, that's likely where you're going to have to watch Gasicki because, I mean, he's just a big boy. He can jump. So that's just one of those things where you worry about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell between the 20s because of their speed, their ability to get deep. You know, obviously it's nice having Denzel Ward coming back. But at the end of the day, you know, the Browns have to make sure that if the Dolphins do get their, get themselves inside the red zone, they keep an eye on Mike Kosicki.
1: Right. And on the defense, um, Emmanuel Ogaba, I remember him for the Browns.
0: Yeah, former, uh, former, I believe, 33rd overall pick, I believe, for the Browns. I think he was our first pick of the second round that year.
1: Uh, uh, then there's also um, a well, the player that was heavily linked with the Browns. Bradley
0: yeah, Chubb. Yeah, I was gonna say they just went out and acquired Nick Chubb's cousin, which I just learned that I guess I, I mean, obviously, they have the same last name, but I never assumed that people are related. But I did see something that Nick Chubb and Bradley Chubb are cousins. So there you go. But yeah, there they have a little bit of a trio of pass rushers, you obviously mentioned uh, Emmanuel Ogba, um, who, you know, gets into the rotation for them quite a bit. And then you also have um, Melvin Ingram, the guy that Jack has pounded the drum about. Bradley Chubb, and then also they have this rookie, they got Jalen Phillips. So those are kind of your four edges that they'll cycle through to bring heat at your quarterback. And then inside, they have former first-round pick Christian Wilkins. He's a guy, Zach Seiler. He's going to be a guy you see in there. Raquan Davis is a big boy in the middle. Um, Ohio State, people may remember, you know, they have uh, a couple linebackers. Um, what else? Jerome Baker is the one I'm thinking of. Jerome Baker is the guy from Ohio State. And then their big boys, their safety uh, in the back, Javon Holland. They've got known guys in coverage. Xavier Howard's a guy that, used, you know, was a big contract. They pulled a lot of money out of him. Eric Rowe is a guy that's bounced around the league quite a bit. So, listen, it, it's one of those things where the Dolphins have a lot of names on defense. You know, Trey Flowers is another one that's out there playing edge. They have a lot of guys that you've heard of. But, Paul, last week, the Bears were moving the ball on them quite easily. It, it was very interesting to watch how this defense with all these top names just really struggled. I mean, yes, Justin Fields is a freak in terms of how his ability to run the ball. But at the end of the day, the Bears were moving the ball up and down the field against the Dolphins and hung, I think, 32 points on them. So they added a pass rush on Bradley Chubb. But I do think this is a game where the Browns offense can impose their will. They're not a very physical team.
1: Yeah, I, I watched a uh, similar game on the Red Zone last week. And I noticed the Dolphins going for a lot on four four and one. It didn't work out for him.
0: Well, it's just one of those things where they're that's not what they're built to do, right? Mostert's more of an outside zone. He's kind of a very poor man's Nick Chubb. You know, and that's from his days in San Francisco when he was running that wide zone as well. But at the end of the day, their offensive line, outside of Taron Armstrong, uh, their right tackle, Brandon Shell, is not very good. Uh, Connor Williams, the center is pretty decent in terms of what he's able to do. They've got a pretty big hole there on the left guard. Robert Jones isn't exactly somebody I'd be, you know, too, too worried about. I don't think he's going to do, but you know, when you talk about guards, you talk about guys are going to be lined up against our D tackles, which, you know, we've already talked about them enough. Uh, the other guards, pretty decent. Robert Hunt, uh, the third year guy out of the Louisiana raging Cajuns. But listen, the idea is the two is going to drop back in shotgun and they're going to want to throw the ball. And then they're going to run out of that. But at the end of the day, you're talking about 11 personnel being pretty much their standard with their tight end being a wide receiver. So this is you're going to be talking about three man and four man fronts, very similar to what the Chiefs used to run a few years ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns did back into that defense. They ran against the Bengals and the idea being you're not as worried about Tua running the ball as you would somebody like Lamar Jackson. Now, can Tua run? Yeah. Does he want to run? No. Obviously, with his history of concussions, he's going to be taking it very easy in terms of when he wants to get hit. You're probably going to see some cover two, some cover three man, similar to what they did against the Bengals, to try to keep these receivers in front of them. I don't think you're going to see the Jabril Peppers, we're going to play this guy in Euclid type of scenario, or in this case, Fort Lauderdale. But the Browns are going to put a cap on trying to keep that ball underneath. So if you're a Browns fan, save your Fire Joe Woods tweets when you see, oh, well, how is Tyreek Hill that wide open five yards on the field or six yards on the field? The Browns are going to give them the underneath stuff because you don't want to give them the 70 yarder over the top, which we know they're very capable of. We've seen it happen. One of the things the Dolphins really benefit in, Paul, is scramble drills, right? So if the if Miles Garrett can rush Tua out of the pocket and it becomes, you know, scatterbrain syndrome here, that's where Tyreek Hill can just say, I'm gonna sprint directly across the field faster than everybody and get open. So that's another thing that the Browns have to do is maintain their discipline and maintain your coverages because when Tua starts to scramble, it can get real dangerous real quick.
1: What do you think the score gonna be? I'm gonna go with a high scoring game on this one. I'm gonna go with
0: 35, 34. Oh, you're, you're literally putting up some big points on that one. Um, right now, I think right now the spread is dolphins minus three and a half. So they're basically saying that on a neutral field, this is going to be a pretty even game. I mean, they give you three points for the home. They have the over under set at 50, 49 and a half. So I think Vegas agrees that there's going to be some points generally in games. You think there's going to be points. There's not points. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the reverse it, jinx it. I think the Browns, Kevin Stefanski is going to put on the ball cap this week. Write this down, Paul, write this down. I'm telling you this is what's going to happen. Stefanski is going to say, you know how I stopped Tyreek Hill. You know how I stopped Jalen Waddle. You know how I stopped Tua Tagliavola. I run the ball. I run the ball. I run the ball. I control the clock. You may remember this, Paul, a couple of years ago, the Raiders came to the wonderful grounds and ran the ball for like seven and eight minute drives. They're going to milk the clock. The Browns are not going to play hurry up. They're going to try to play a nice ball controlled game. And then they're going to try to keep those boys on the sideline. I'm bringing this in Browns 27. Dolphins 24. So the over hits not quite in the thirties. Cause I think people are thinking shootout 60 points, 27, 24. Browns are going to win this one based on ball control. York's going to hit two bangers from the the beautiful sun down in the south because, let's not forget, he's used to kicking down there. Miami, LSU, Bayou, Florida, not all that different. York's going to be good. Field's going to be good. Weather's going to be good. Jack's going to get a sunburn. Undoubtedly, things you can guarantee and write. But I think the Browns are going to control this clock. I don't think the Dolphins are going to have that many possessions, and I think that's going to be the strategy.
1: Where are you going to be watching the game on Sunday?
0: Right on my couch beautiful NFL Sunday ticket. I put the Browns on the big screen. I put all the other games in the little multiplex scrambler system on the other one, just how we do it. So, but who do you think on offense, Paul are going to be kind of your game balls.
1: Going to go very safe. I don't know. We do safe. (laughs) Chubb.
0: It's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you about running the ball. What about offensive line? Do you think the offensive line, anybody's going to have a teller's back teller's back, uh, Denzel Ward's back. Najoku's still teetering. We're not one hundred percent sure if we're going to have him, but you think the offensive line because they got a formidable opponent in that defensive line. They got to control that line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking a, a big a big game from uh, Joe Oh,
0: You're just, you're just going all reliable. Paul's like, all right, who are the two best players on the Browns' offense? Joel Batonio and Nick <laughs> Chubb. But um, right, on defense, well, on offense, I'm going to give you mine. I think that you're going to see a good game out of Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I think the reason is, is Mike McDaniel, former Browns wide receiver coach, now coach of the Miami Dolphins, is going to say, you know what, Amari Cooper? No. I'm going to try to take away the run game, and I'm going to bracket with Javon Holland, Amari Cooper, which is going to mean Mr. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's going to be open. He's going to be open. Just like the banks during weekdays, Donovan Peoples-Jones, going to be open. He's my offensive game ball. On defense, Paul, who do you got?
1: Miles Garrett,
0: boy, you are just chalk city. You're like filling out an NCAA bracket. And you're just circling all the one seeds here, aren't you? Uh,
1: I'm News- Greg Newsom.
0: Oh, all right, all right, Greg Newsom. All right, we're 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 down now to like the Browns' fifth best defensive player. Um, obviously the the secondary is going to be tested. So, in terms of we're talking game balls, right? We're going to be talking about guys that are going to have to make a play. I do think you're right in the secondary. I do think that. But, Paul, Garrett's going to get pressure, which is going to cause Tua to throw his little wobblers. He likes to throw wobblers. He doesn't have big hands. He's got little mittens, little mittens. The ball's going to wobble, and our guy, he's going to overcome all the criticism he's got. John Johnson the third. I don't know what John Johnson the second is doing, but I know what John Johnson third is doing on Sunday, and that's picking that damn ball off from that Dolphins quarterback. Garrett's going to get the pressure. Tua's going to throw high. Tyree kill. Very short, right? He can't. He's not a big guy. Those balls are going to sail. John Johnson's going to be right there to grab those overthrows. I don't think he's going to take one to the house, but I do think he's going to have an appreciable return on one of his interceptions as well. So I'm calling it John Johnson the third interception. So you're going to get my game ball.
1: Well, I'm going to be heading down to the Hippodrome on Sunday to watch the game. So uh, I did have flights to Munich, but just with Qatar, I've decided not to go over to um, over to Munich this weekend. Could have seen Joe Thomas. Could have finally done the Guinness Challenge. But keeping to my strengths, Qatar next weekend.
0: You want to be a home, home, home field advantage. Are you getting ready for that vaunted US-England match?
1: The question is, am I going to be there? I've got a one-way ticket into Qatar. So um, I've got the first game, England-Iran. Am I going to go back and watch England versus USA?
0: Are you going to try to get to the US-Wales game?
1: Mate, it's it's just such a um. You can't buy and sell tickets.
0: I think one of our friends has some tickets online. If you need them. yeah. No, I it, it I did have to laugh that Sepi Blot, the uh the FIFA guy, came out and said that the Qatar thing wasn't a great idea. Like anybody didn't call that eight years ago. Like no kidding, buddy. Like twenty five people per stadium have died building these things. Let's go to Qatar. Wow. <sighs> Us football fans are a little angry when you say stuff.
1: football are you soccer or American i'm talking
0: football? your football not america okay thanks so i you know when, listen when i'm on your show i have to abide by your rules okay
1: no come on man. I, I feel like you can do what you want on this show now
0: No, i know but in recapping everything i think the browns are going to have a three-phase game uh on sunday i think the special teams is going to fire i do think borquez is going to get that little 10-yard shank out of his way Yord's going to make his kicks. I think the Browns are going to come out and surprise some people, right? I think that they're starting to hit a stride. I think the bye week brought some people back for them. So in terms of some of those injuries, getting them back, you know, I think having Denzel Ward to be able to run with Tyree Hill is going to help. I'm telling you, Paul, I think the Browns are going to surprise people. I don't know. My heart tells me they win, obviously, but my brain says I would definitely take the Browns and those points because three and a half, get me over that field goal. It could be one of those ones that's 24-24, and then Jason Sanders or Cade York hits that game winning field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Jack and Jackson are going to thoroughly enjoy themselves down in Miami, and I'm just curious how much sunburn Jack does get before his week at Disney.
1: I'm going to give him, because Jack doesn't like letter grades, he's going to be pl- – uh, a plus sunburn in Miami. We're talking English pink, um, no sun cream. He is going to look like a lobster.
0: He's going to be medium rare. Mm.
1: But it, and I've got a shoot. I've got a Guinness challenge in ten minutes. I need to get to the pub. Um, great talking to you. And I just want to finish up by saying, go Browns.
0: Go Browns. And if you haven't had an opportunity, go back. Take a listen to the shows. Jack and I did some breakdowns. Jack did some breakdowns. What what it means for the Browns rosters, the future. Also, if you don't follow him and subscribe to the OBR, go there. He had a nice article come out recently about comp picks. That's a number one question we get with comp picks. Understand how they work. Go check it out. On that note, go Browns, Paul, win the Guinness Challenge and Jack SPF 50 at a minimum.